this Monday Whatnot Podcast is the Sunday Drive Home. Hope you enjoy it. The church is a courtroom. Hey, YouTube theologians, Pastor Wolfman here. That's what we're going to talk about today. But I just had a major equipment malfunction. I don't know if you know this. I, uh, I, it'd be funny for you to see what I'm looking at right now. Because this is my cell phone held up onto my rearview mirror by a big rubber band. And apparently this Texas heat has done my rubber band in. It's all crumbling to bits. So now it's tied together. It's a precarious situation that we're in. Hopefully you all stay secure on the rearview mirror. Anyhow, uh, oh, 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 oh. we had this beautiful passage today from Hebrews chapter 12, where Paul, or whoever wrote this sermon, probably Paul, has this contrast. He says, you haven't come to Mount Sinai, but you've come to Mount Zion. And it's just a beautiful passage on the distinction between law and gospel. He, he pulls all the stuff from uh, Exodus 19. Remember Exodus 19? This is a huge moment. Huge. Where all the Israelite children slave, are slaves in Egypt, and there's the ten plagues, and then the crossing the Red Sea, and then they come back to Mount Sinai, which is where the Lord that was in the burning bush to call Moses, but now the whole mountain is on fire. And as far as I can tell, if you if you can correct me on this, it'd be wonderful. But um, if you just read through Exodus to Deuteronomy, almost every time the Lord talks, he talks directly to Moses or to Moses and Aaron, or a couple of times, interestingly, just to Aaron, maybe one time to Moses and Joshua. In other words, it's almost all mediated. As far as I can tell, the one place where he talks to all the people is in Exodus 19 and 20 when he preaches, when God preaches the Ten Commandments. And there's the, there's the, Mount Sinai is the pulpit, and the pillar of fire by day, the pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night, and the Lord's this thundering, and it's lightning, and it's trumpets, and it's the word, no one can touch the mountain or you have to be put to death. It's amazing. And the people are all, whoa. I mean, nowadays, you know how, and nowadays people are like, well, I'm very religious. You know, I want to, I just want to be close to God. Well, when God shows up and sets a mountain on fire, like, mm, Moses, why don't you go up there and talk to God and let us know what he thinks because we're going to stay way back here. <laughs> But like it's remember when Jesus in the, in the boat with Peter and they catch the fish and Peter says, "Whoa, Lord, depart from me!" Whenever anybody sees the glory of God, they are backing up. Well, that's what Exodus nineteen was. There's terror and fear and fire and trumpets. That's Mount Sinai, and Paul says Hebrews twelve, "You have not come to Mount Sinai." I think that's what most people think we do when we go to church. We go to Mount Sinai. We go to hear Moses preach. We go to hear the Ten Commandments. And I I think, please correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I think most people outside the church, outside the church, think that we come to church to hear the law preached and in this way, like, hey, here's how good we are and how bad everyone else out there is. 
so that the law, so that the, the Christians go to go to church to hear how how righteous they are and how unholy the world is. To hear a good Moses, a good like fair, just be good Pharisees. No, that's not where you've come. You have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. To the there's eight things that are listed. I don't think I can remember them off the top of my head. To the uh, to the innumerable angels in festal gathering. How about that? So that the angels were there on Mount Sinai. I remember the covenant, the old covenant was mediated by angels. Paul tells us that somewhere. Uh, the angels were there at Mount Sinai. But when we go to church, uh, we're there with the angels in festal ga- gathering. The, the angels are wearing their party clothes. <laughs> They don't, they don't have their swords when they come to church. They, they have their, they're rejoicing because the, the angels rejoice over one sinner who repents. That's what church is about, repentance. Oh. And you are, and to the, how does it say it? Uh, and to the, uh, to the firstborn whose names are, it doesn't say written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but who uh, who are enrolled in heaven, to the, inher- to the firstborn enrolled in heaven, so that we have the inheritance of eternal life. That's what that means, that the Christians, the baptized people of God, God's children, are all his firstborn. In the ancient world, remember the firstborn is the one that gets the inheritance? Because uh, you can't divide the land between all eight kids. Then you're, you, every generation you have, it shrinks. So you have to give it to one. So the firstborn gets it. That's the inheritor. This is how, how the Lord treats every single one of us. We all inherit the kingdom of God. Our names are written in heaven. We've come to the, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. I think as far as I can tell, and this is where we're right around Hebrews 12, 23 or so. You have to look it up uh, yourselves. I can't look up Bible verses. I'm driving. You guys are crazy? <laughs> but if you're following along, looking at the verse, you're like, this guy can't remember. But it's this is the verse that I think is the closest to this idea that we hear oftentimes, that when we come to church, we gather together not only with the with the living, but also those who have gone before us. We in the church militant are worshiping the Lord with the, ch- with the church triumphant. And it, it says we're, we have come to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, the righteous of the Christians, and that perfection is what happens in eternal life. That's beautiful. And we've come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, not Moses. We go to church to hear Jesus. He's the one that gives it. Uh, all to us, all salvation, hope, peace, grace, righteousness, forgiveness of sins, eternal life, the gift of the Spirit, all from Jesus. And his blood, which speaks a better thing than the blood of Abel. So remember the blood of Abel. Cain killed Abel because Abel understood the doctrine of justification and Cain did not. Maybe I need to do a video on that. He did not have faith, and he was therefore jealous. And oh, there's a lot there in Cain. 
killing Abel and the Lord comes to him and my brother's keeper the answer yeah and his, his blood cries out from the ground Abel's blood for vengeance how does that hymn go Abel's blood cries out for vengeance but Christ's blood cries out for forgiveness so we've come to the blood of Jesus which which speaks and for better things than the blood of Abel. Abel's blood crying for vengeance, Christ's blood crying for forgiveness. This is what I want to call church service is the the word and the blood. That's from Revelation 12 where the people on earth conquer the devil by the word of the testimony and the blood of the lamb. And so we got to say, come to church, you're just, you come to the word and the blood. That's what we got, the word and the blood, the word and the blood. It's what overcomes the devil, the word and the blood. So we have the blood of Jesus crying out for our justification. And then the last thing, which is right in the middle, which I skipped already, is it says, to God, the judge of all. Actually, in the Greek, it says, to the judge, the God of all, which is an interesting, we wouldn't say it that way. But this judge is a fair judge. He's not a... He's a judge without favoritism. This judge is the God of all. And he, so that when we're gathered to Mount Sinai, that means when we go to church, we're gathered before the judge. Now, I, I would like for you to join me in paying careful attention uh, to all of the courtroom language in the Bible. So, every time that... God is mentioned as the judge or every time it mentions the throne of God remember that in the ancient world it wasn't like you had the we have the division of powers you know you got the president who's the executive and the legislative branch and the judicial branch it's all in one office in the ancient world you got the king who is the judge and the I mean it's all of them he's a judge so like remember Solomon and the and the ladies are fighting about the baby and he was there as a judge Moses was a judge. That's the problem he had. He had so many court cases to hear. His dad, Jethro, had to invent the Sanhedrin, father-in-law. So, uh, so the Lord is the judge. And we see this picture like in, remember in Job, how the devil comes and he makes the case against Job? Whoa. That's what Satan means. Satan is courtroom language. Advocate is courtroom language. This is all, there's all these courtroom, there's all this courtroom language in the scripture. And the picture is that the heavenly throne room is a court courtroom. It's other things, but it's, it's not less than a courtroom where our case is being heard, but that's where Jesus goes with his blood, remember? So before the blood of Jesus is preaching to you, the blood of Jesus is testifying before the Father. It's pleading for you. It's making a case for you. Jesus carries his blood into heaven. That's what Hebrews talks about. He takes his blood into the veil. Like, like the high priest on the Day of Atonement would carry the blood of the bull for himself and the goat for the people into the Holy of Holies and present it there at the mercy seat. So Jesus now takes his blood into the temple not made with hands into the heavenly courtroom and he presents his blood as evidence a testifying blood 
And what does it testify? It doesn't say, I was spilt by sinners. It doesn't say, I was poured out by the wickedness of humanity. The blood of Jesus testifies for us. <laughs> that our sins are washed away. That we're washed in the blood. That we're clothed in the blood. That, that we're purified by the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ washes away all our sins. We sang the hymn this morning from a strange old Count Zinzendorf. Jesus, thy blood and righteousness my beauty are. My glorious dress. Midst flaming worlds in these arrayed with joy shall I lift up my head. <laughs> I remember one time, this was years ago, I went to see Linda, who you'll meet in heaven. And, and I went to see her in the hospital, and she said, Oh, Pastor, uh, you, I, I'm such a mess. I haven't washed my hair. I look terrible. And I said, Linda, I'm going to sing you a song. And I sang her that song. Jesus, thy blood and righteousness, thy beauty, oh, thy glorious dress. And she said, Oh, Pastor, you got me there. But it's, can you imagine? We're clothed in the blood of Christ. Wowzers. Which means that all the sin, all the broken commandments, all the broken promises, all the destroyed intentions, all the wicked wants and all the other stuff, all of it's gone. There's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's side. So in that heavenly court, the Father receives the testimony of the blood of Jesus, his suffering, his death, his resurrection means that we are declared innocent, righteous, holy, perfect. <laughs> We're acquitted. And then we go to church where the same thing happens. Do you ever wonder why the church has a liturgy? It's because there's a order to the things in heaven and that order of heavenly things is the Holy Spirit wants to be put into our own hearts and consciences and it's put there by the order of the service. So we go to church and like a court case, we say, how do you plead? We say guilty and the Lord says, here's the verdict, you're innocent. Then we beg for mercy and he forgives us. We come to his throne and there's the blood. The same blood that's testifying in heaven is now brought to us. The same blood, the same evidence. You're eating from the heavenly evidence locker when you go to the Lord's Supper. So, 
so, so that we would know the thing that God wants us to know more than any other thing that's knowable. And that's that he loves you and forgives you all your sins. So we come to the judge, to the God of all. And we hear the glorious verdict. That we are accepted in the beloved. Church is a court. where we go to hear that we are by the verdict of the God of all and we are not guilty. <laughs> God be praised for that. Sunday Drive. Hey, thanks for staying to the end. I've got a wild idea I think I might try it this week. I, I okay. I am. I cannot kick out of my mind, out of my crazy mind, the idea that I want to do a daily podcast, like I did the Lent up early a while back, where I'm answering questions, looking at a Bible passage, reflecting on things, and I'm thinking about doing it, both as a podcast on what not the podcast. And I'd record it here on the YouTubes. So Monday morning, like today, Monday morning, if you're when the video came out, would be the Monday day. But then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So five days a week. And I'm, I don't know what it's going to take to produce it and to think through it and to manage all the questions and comments and everything else like this. I think I, I'm going to need some more support. But I'm going to try it this week to see what it'll take. I'm going to goof around with the cameras and the setup and, and the prep work and the post work and all this sort of stuff. So, so anyway, I think you can expect from me to find five videos or this week, or if you're listening to this on What Not The Podcast, five podcasts. Not that long, 10 to 20 minutes or whatever. They're not all going to be in the car. In fact, I think only the Sunday drive home will be in the car. Uh, I might try set something up at church, set something up at home. I don't, anyway, I'm going to experiment this. This is an experimental week, and I'm telling you all this just because I'd love the feedback. So if it's helpful, uh, I'd love to know from you guys, hey, that's that's cool, that's helpful. If it's not, if you've got ideas and so forth and so on, um, that's great. So you can comment on the video, of course, comment on the video. If you are, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can comment on the website if you go to wolfmuller.co slash contact that's how to get a hold of me uh wolfmuller.co slash contact and you can send me a note there one of the things i've got to figure out is where to put the conversation from the podcast so i'm thinking about swapping over the audio to the sub anyway that's that you know that that's in the weeds but so anyway uh keep an eye out 
for more videos coming this week. Um, and again, if you have thoughts on that, it's great. Let me know what you think. Thanks. Hey, God's peace.